0: Lord Jesus, we just thank you for who you are and we just invite your presence to come and be with us, Lord. And We thank you, for, that, you wanna, that you are here with us and you want to move in this place more than we want you to move. And we just thank you that you are crazy in love with us, Lord, and that you would go the extra mile just to be with us, Lord. And We thank you for your presence and we pray that you would just come and we thank you that you want to be. And we thank you that you want to meet us.
1: Yeah, Lord, we just make the conscious decision tonight just to enter your presence, God, and to be with you tonight, God. We choose it for tonight, God, that we have no agenda other than to be with you, God. Holy Spirit, we just give you permission, Lord, just fill this place, fill this space with your presence, God. Yeah, Lord, we just ask for encounters tonight, God. We ask that we would be touched and have encounters with the truth and the love that you are, God. So we just welcome you here, Lord, to have your way. Amen. You guys stand.
2: the true reason for the season and God I thank you that on this Easter aka resurrection week uh, God that we get to celebrate on Sunday that it's because of your love it's because of that your love that kept you on that rugged cross on that rugged tree when you could have had thousands upon thousands of angels come and and fight for you at any moment, that you could have yourself got off of it at any moment you stayed on there because you love us. And Holy Spirit, Father, Jesus, I just pray right now, God, that you come and remind us and show us that love. Whether we've experienced and know that love for years, remind us, God, and make it fresh and make it new. And if anyone in here in this room doesn't know of your tangible, real, amazing love, I pray it would start tonight, God. Thank you that you love us because you love us because you love us. And God, I just pray that you speak through my sister Blaine as she shares the story and testimony of your love and what you did in her heart through Mexico.
1: Hi guys. So um, a group of 14 people, Okay, Um, A group of 14 people over spring break went to Zacatecas, Mexico, and I just wanted to share a little bit of what God did in my heart while I was there. So he taught me three things while I was there. Number one is he taught me, like, how to be bold in my faith. Like, I've, like, grown up a Christian. I've always, like, gone to church and everything. And, like, I have my nice little bubble of Christian friends, and I was just, like, I don't really need to, like, be bold or, like, go pray for people because everyone I know is a Christian, so it's all good. So um, there's obviously a very big flaw in that, like, thought process. So God, like, really showed me how, like, I need to not only, like, learn how to step out my comfort zone, but how to live outside of my comfort zone. Like, being, like, I challenge myself to pray for a new person every single day and, like, There's so much fruit that comes from that. And um, the second thing that God taught me was like, um, a lot of us have heard that concept of like, God break my heart for what breaks yours. And like, that's all like nice and like easy to say, but like truly experiencing that is like a completely different concept. We climbed this mountain called La Bufa and um, at the top of this mountain, I was just looking over it and it was kind of like a Grand Canyon moment where like you can take a thousand pictures and like none of the pictures will ever do it justice because it's just like so beautiful. And I was just looking over this mountain at the city and I was like, my heart was breaking because I'm like... God, how can people see this and how can people see how beautiful this is and see what we see every day and not believe in you? Like, it just, like, it broke my heart for that. And um, so it, like, the third thing that he taught me was, like, when we think of missions trips, we think of, like, leaving your city and going to a different city and proclaiming the name. But what God really showed me is that you do not have to pay a single penny or leave your town to go on a missions trip. Every single place that you go into, every single room you walk into, every street corner that you walk down is a missions trip. Every single step you take, you are supposed to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. Everywhere you go, every word you speak is supposed to be of the Father. So, God is, oh my gosh, God is so good. But um, just everywhere you go, you guys, just being bold, it will like, stepping out of your comfort zone and living out of your comfort zone, people will see that. I can't really remember what Bible verse it is right now, but it's, it doesn't have to be the words you say, but god they will know that God lives in you by the deeds that you do or how you live your life. So by how you live your life and how you are being bold in your faith, they will see God in you. And just proclaiming the name of Jesus everywhere you go, it'll change lives, you guys. And that's how you change the world.
2: Thank you, Blaine. We're just so excited. Each week we're gonna highlight one of the missionaries' mission uh testimonies. So it's just exciting to see what God did, and we want those stories to inspire us. What God wants to do here, so uh, yeah, man. Well, at this point, I'm gonna kind of introduce our speaker, but then we're gonna go back into another song of worship. <laughs> and the reason I want to introduce him now is because I just want to give him free, kind of just just let him do his thing. <laughs> But, man, he's an amazing man of God. His name's Putty Putman. Most of you know him. He's an amazing teacher, a teaching pastor at our church, and just really like an older brother and mentor to me and a lot of us. He's, he leads the School of Kingdom Ministry. Anyone, Joshua Group people, you know him well. You've been watching his videos. But, man, we are just so excited. And I think the most thing that I just respect and admire about Putty is, you know, he has a Ph.D. in physics, but his heart beats and longs for Jesus. And so often we either meet people, like I'm a heart person. I'm not, you know, super smart up here. But then sometimes you meet super smart people that they just can't connect their intelligence with their heart. And I just think he's such a great example of the both. Of the both. And he knows God. He understands God. But he longs just to sit at his feet and have the faith of a child. And so we're just excited for what God's going to do in him and through him. So we're just going to pray for you now. And then we're going to go back into worship. Sounds, Sounds good. Oh, you can just sit. Yeah, I'll stay there. So, God, I just thank you for Putty. and I just thank you for the man of God that he is and the way he knows you in his mind but knows you in his heart. And, God, we just bless the heart and the mind. And we bless that both would come out tonight, God, and that you would do something new in him and through him, Father. That every single one of us, when we leave these doors, when we leave this place, that we would know, that we would know you, Jesus that we would know you as a friend, that we would know you as a father, we would know you as a savior, and we would be filled with your Holy Spirit that empowers us to change the world. I just feel like the Lord's saying tonight is like the preheat in the oven getting ready for Easter on Sunday. Like this is just the beginning. And what happens tonight is going to make Sunday even more beautiful. So God, come and have your way. In Jesus' name we pray.
3: I cast my mind to Calvary Where Jesus bled voices.
4: just put your hands out I just want to pray just all week as I've just thought about tonight and just listened to the Lord I've just really had a sense of him just wanting to be with us I just want you to realize right now just take a minute in your heart God's in this room he's not just out there he's not just you know in Africa or on the other side of the solar system or whatever he's here now he's in the chair right next to you he's the chair behind you he's here God I thank you for your presence here I thank you God that you're as real as any of us God And that when we come to meet with you, you come to meet with us, God. And I thank you, God, that we can experience and encounter you just as much as we can experience and encounter anyone else, God. Jesus, I thank you that you gave us a book, but you don't expect us to know you just through the book. You expect us to know you as a person. You expect us to know you as a brother. You expect us to know you as a father. You expect to know you as as a spirit that comes inside of us and empowers us to live the life you've called us to live, God. And Jesus, we just give you complete and total permission, God, in our lives, in our hearts, in this time tonight. God, we've gathered because we're infatuated with you. We've gathered because you're the only one that's worth all of our attention. You're the only one that's worth all of our affections, God. And when we know you, God, we come alive. Everything in our heart comes alive, God, because we're becoming what we were always supposed to be. Your sons, your daughters, walking in relationship with you. Father, I bless this room and I bless this place with that reality right now. Let your presence begin to settle, God, on this place in an even deeper way right now, God. Each and every person, God, whether whether they know you and they're familiar with your presence, God, or they're just like, I just came because the speaker has a weird name tonight. Whatever it is, Lord, let your presence, God, rest upon us right now. Let your presence come upon us, God. We've come for you. And if we don't meet you, God, we're going to go home disappointed. I'm grateful for the friends, God. I'm grateful for the amazing music and and the hugs and, and the jokes and all of that, God. But if we don't go home having met you, it's all just an empty vessel, God. It's just an empty vessel. So, Lord, come. Come right now. Come right now, God. The presence of the Lord come upon you. Some of you guys, right now, it's like your heart is like open in a way that it hasn't been open before. Let the presence of the Lord come upon you right now. Just receive his love and his life into your heart right now in Jesus' name. The love of God isn't something just to sing about, it's something to live in. You're supposed to feel loved. The life of God isn't just something to talk about. It's something to experience. You're supposed to feel his life. Receive that life right now in Jesus' name. Receive that life right now in Jesus' name. And I just stand against, even as I pray right now, I just, I have the sense in the enemy, he's got a plan for each one of us. He spirals around our mind. He wraps depression around our mind. He wraps like negative self-worth around our mind. He wraps the situations and the circumstances and all of these things around our mind. And he gets us to look at those things instead of Jesus. And right now, I just clear the cobwebs. I clear the cobwebs of each and every one of us. Jesus, you made us to meet with you. That's what we're made for. God, we come back to that tonight. We come back to that tonight. We say, God, that's enough. That's all we ask. That's enough. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, that's the projector. That's bright. Hey, guys. Go ahead and grab a seat. I'm excited about tonight. Thanks, worship guys. That was awesome. Is that a seagull guitar, by the way? Yeah. I've got a seagull too. Those are good guitars. Those are good guitars. Oh, I'm excited to be here. There's a bunch of room up front. I know there's a bunch of people in the back, so if you need help, some of these rows are more empty. I know, the dreaded, the dreaded front seat, it's pretty bad. I promise, though, that the spit is anointed. You'll have to wash up, but you might get healed. So... <laughs> That was a joke. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh gosh. Really? Really guys? Really? Okay. Well um I've got a I've got a quick question. Who in here has no idea who I am? Awesome. You two. Very good. And three over there? Who in here has never heard me teach before? Maybe you know who I am, but you never heard me teach before. A couple of people. Okay, cool. Hey, if I've never met you before, like come up and catch me after this. I love to. I love to meet people. We're gonna have, we're gonna have a good time tonight. This is gonna be good. Well, um, I want to talk tonight about the empowering of the Holy Spirit, because this is one of my absolute favorite things to talk about and. When you're a guest speaker, you get, to, you get to get the blank check where you're just like, talk whatever you want to talk about. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take advantage of that. Um, and I want to start by telling you my story. But before I tell you my story, I want to do something a little different tonight. Bro, can you come on up here? Yeah, grab the mic. Um, I want to do something a little different than usual. So usually we kind of like teach and maybe do some worship and then maybe do some ministry. <laughs> I want to blend teaching and ministry together tonight. We're, we're just going to kind of have fun and flow with it and, and let the Holy Spirit just kind of do what he wants to do. So what my brother Daniel here is going to do is he's going to do what we call prophecy. And prophecy is, yeah, I didn't prep him. He's finding out along with you. Um, prophecy is where simply we're just, we're just listening to the Lord. We're saying, God, what are you saying in your heart about this other person? Because we want, we want them to know what's in your heart. I don't know about you, but when God speaks to my heart, like, it does things for me. I need that. And prophecy is just simply being intentional to do that for someone else. And so, if it seems kind of weird, well, then maybe it is a little weird. I mean, hearing God and telling someone else is kind of a weird thing, if we're honest, right? But it's good. It's the good kind of weird. And so, Dan, why don't you prophesy to two people? Just pick them out, stand them up, and prophesy you, to them.
5: Um, actually, I... It was a joke. Putty did tell me. Um, But the people that I really want to prophesy to is actually people who have never received a word before. Because I know there's probably a lot of people, I know you guys do that a lot. So if any of you guys want to be so bold, or even if you're a little bit skeptical of like, I don't know, this stuff doesn't quite seem real. So if that's any of you, by the way, like no pressure, when I first saw this stuff, I totally judged it too, because that's just my background. I just didn't know it was real. So anybody in that camp never so received a word before we've got purple shirt it's purple okay. shirt got volunteered G- jesus loves you it's great okay um, i don't want to embarrass you any more than this what's your name it's okay. It's okay. Becky. becky okay all right becky i'm gonna hope that god gives me a word now because he hasn't given me anything yet no um <laughs> becky um yeah yeah you're for this word um First off, Jesus loves you immensely. He just does. He's great. I'm sorry that this might be a little bit embarrassing, but the Lord just loves you tremendously. Um, And I feel like you're growing and receiving that. But one of the things that I saw in God, I feel like God was kind of giving me this word before um, I even saw you, was like, I feel like in your life that there's a storm that's happening. But what I saw was the storm that was raining on you, like there was a storm above you, but even the storm itself turned into rain, and then it watered you and you grew. You know, sort of thing. And I, I feel like, uh, I don't know if it's pressure from academics or, or relational. Maybe it's, maybe it's kind of both. It might be something I, I, I kind of hear maybe even something kind of with the family, too. But I just feel like the Lord's saying, like, look, that's not what he wants for your life. That's not God's plan for you. God did not want hurt to come into your life. But God is going to promise to redeem that for you. Um, sort of thing. And I I hear three months to a breakthrough coming through where there's going to be some sort of shift that's going to happen. And then from that, I really see kind of like a propelling. Um, And then from that, um, I see actually two doors, like there's two of them in front of you, and I see both of them unlocking. And I feel like the Lord is saying, you know what, you can have either one. Um, It's not like there's a right or necessarily wrong. I mean, it's not like, you know, the the will of God isn't a tightrope, you know, it's just you can't, You know, step. I mean, sometimes it's a little bit more free, you know, sort of a thing. But I feel like God's saying, like, he loves you and he's going to bless you with either option, um, no matter what they are. You know, and I just feel like uh, maybe this has to do with the family situation or a conflict situation. But I just really feel like God's saying, um, especially it might apply to someone who's younger, maybe that you've been praying for. But I just really feel like God's been saying, like, I hear those prayers. I hear those prayers. I'm going to be faithful, you know, sort of thing. And, like, it's, it's sort of one of these things where I see, like, other gears shifting around it. And sometimes when God starts a process, it needs to be able so that the other things can kind of slide along with it. And maybe the person's even been ready for God to move. But there's other things that it's contingent on that are starting to, like, work behind the scenes. Does that make sense? This is not, like, rando clown town stuff that, like, actually applies to your life, Right. Awesome. Jesus loves you so much. He loves you so much he'd send a weird dude who would like semi-embarrass you but show you how much he loves you. Um, all right, so I get supposedly one more. Who else? Go for it. Now every hand goes up, right? <laughs> What's your name, ma'am? My name's Lisa. Lisa. Oh <laughs> my gosh. I hear, as soon as you said Lisa, I heard the phrase like Lisa, Lisa, Mona Lisa. And I feel like God's saying that he loves your smile. And I feel like God's saying that, like, mm-hmm. like, he, like, loves your smile. And I feel like God's saying, like, he, like, loves your smile. <laughs> you know, like, sometimes we get in a weird divorce where you're just, like, I know God loves me, but I don't know that he actually likes me. You know? Like, he actually likes the person that you are, you know? And, like, he likes, a, like, I hear, like, I love the incentricies of her. I love the little, like... It's like the nooks and the crannies, like God's love is just like being spread over toast. I'm sorry, that's really bizarre, but like what I'm trying to get at, we can have fun with this too, guys. Um, What I'm trying to get at is like, I don't know, like I'm a nerd, like a legit nerd. Like I play my Super Nintendo still, most of you don't even know what that is, but like I love that, you know, and I like to sit home and I like to read books and I'm a geek. And, like, the Lord loves me for that. And I feel like the Lord is saying to you that the Lord loves you for that. Not that you're a geek, but whatever those things are, you know, sort of a thing. Um, But I feel like the Lord is saying now, like, he wants to expand your horizons of what you two can do together. You know, and I feel like not to in any way call you out. We hear a lot of voices that say we can't. We don't have to, it's not hard to find those. You know, most times they're poor, they're constantly being drenched on you. But I really feel like God is bringing you into the season of showing you how much we can do together. The Christ in you overcoming obstacles. The Christ in you stepping out. The Christ in you expanding your horizons of, of not just like, not just what you do daily, but even what you'll become. You know what I mean? And I see, um, I like, I know there's some ladies here and I, I'm trying not to be super like trying to read the crowd sort of a thing, <laughs> but I just see like, I, I do see like a group supporting you, but from that phase, you eventually leading others in what they gave you, you know, sort of thing. I feel like there's a really, there's, there's even a strong gift of compassion and even I'd say a prophetic gifting on you that you'll like be able to see people and see, okay, this is where they are. And I know the Lord wants them here. So I'm going to be able to partner with them and take them with them down this road. I don't know if, like, I hear social work. I don't know if that's a major or anything like that. But, like, I I feel like there's some sort of, like, counseling aspect of really wanting to, like, work with the compassion of the Lord and really kind of partner along soon. So keep going at it. Jesus loves you. He, like, loves you. He, like, really, really likes you. (laughs) Did that make sense? Well, Jesus did, because he loves you. <laughs> okay. Thanks, bro. Yep. Don't go anywhere. Okay. Okay? We're going to kind of, like,
4: bounce back and forth and have fun. So um, so he mentioned this, right? First of all, wasn't that awesome? That was so good. You're good at that. You are good at that, man. Jesus is pretty good. And here's the thing, right? It's totally okay to have fun and be goofy with this too, right? Like, we can, we can take our faith way too seriously, Really? Like, we can be way too intense. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm, when, when the time is right, I'm the most intense guy. Ryan in the back is, like, glaring at me. He's like, don't say you can be too intense. <laughs> no, I can be the most intense guy in the room. But what's the number two fruit of the Spirit? Love, then what? Joy, Joy right? And if we're not laughing more than the world, why are they going to want to come? We should be having a better time than them. Are you doing something? I did mic drop. (laughs) Mic drop, right? We should be having a better time than them. So that when they come, they're like, gosh, I want to be with you guys. Going to the bars is boring. You guys are fun, right? I used to do that all the time when we'd go to a wedding, and people would think I was totally drunk, and I hadn't had a drop. And I'm like, I'm just like this. I just have fun. I don't need alcohol. Really, it's fun. It's good. So anyway, way to go, bro. Now, here's the thing, okay? Neither of us grew up with this Holy Spirit stuff. Once you to know that. I first came to the school, to U of I, like a long time ago, 2004. Ryan mentioned it, wherever he went, in the back. The, I came here for graduate school. I studied right over in Loomis. I got holed up in the fourth floor, and I studied for six years to get a PhD in quantum physics. Ugh, right? <laughs> and when I showed up, I want you guys to know this. I did not grow up with Holy Spirit background at all, right? Who else did not grow up with the Holy Spirit background, okay? A lot of people in here. Those of you that did, I'm a little jealous. I didn't. I grew up in a a family that loved Jesus, but for all intents and purposes, we had like God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Bible. (laughs) That's what we had, right? And I love the Bible. You have no idea how much I love the Bible. I don't say that to like knock the Bible. It's just that like, Nobody ever talked about the Holy Spirit. He was like, who is that guy? Well, uh, you'll meet him in heaven. You know, like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, there, there, there wasn't much going on. And so when I came to this church, I would see stuff like this, right? I would see prophecy stuff like this. And I was like a black belt ninja scientist, Right? Like I was really good at science. I didn't like just like make my way barely through the PhD program. Like I rocked the PhD program here. I didn't, I didn't switch because I couldn't hack it. Like I totally hacked it. I've got plaques up over there, okay? So I came here and I'm like, I know science. Like I'm smarter than these church people. Uh, that's what I thought. Like, okay, I was kind of like a jerk. I'll admit it, but that's where I was at, right? And so I would come to services and stuff and I would sit in the absolute back row, like right where Isaiah Dawkins is right now. Isaiah, can you raise your hand? Right there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Cross your arms like this and kind of scowl, right? And that was me, right back there, right back there. And, and, and we'd we do the thing, you know, we do the service and the worship. I always liked the worship. The song, the music was always great, you know, that's really cool. And, and the preaching, I was like, okay, that's kind of cool, you know. And then we get to the part at the end where they talk about prayer, you know, or prophecy or whatever. And I just kind of sit back there and I'm like, these people are so deceived. (laughs) (laughs) These people are so confused. And I had all the reasons why they were making it up in their head, because I know that stuff, because I'm a scientist, right? And so I want you to know that like, I have become a convert of this. This isn't natural to me. I'm not like sipping the Kool-Aid, because I grew up with this and I don't know anything else, right? But what happened was this. I had a crazy experience, okay? Can I tell you my crazy experience and tell you my crazy story? So a long time ago, this is probably like 2007 or something, right? So this is, gosh, 10 years ago now, something like that, maybe 2008. Our church starts hanging out in China. And they start going to China and doing stuff with like underground church in China, which is like crazy, illegal, like James Bond, sneak into buildings (laughs) kind of stuff. And, and I'm like, oh, man, I totally got to go do that. Because I'm, like, into taking risks and being stupid. Like, it's a miracle. Jesus protected me or I'd totally be dead by now. <laughs> and, and so I was like, I totally want to do that. And we had spent a year. Actually, our parents, like, moved to China for a year when, like, I was seven and he was five. They were missionaries in China. They just dragged us over there. I have no idea what they were thinking. They were loose screws. But anyway, <laughs> I'd always wanted to go back. And so our church starts hanging out with China. And one of the pastors comes up to me. I'm just a grad student, right? I'm minding my business, trying to survive school. Because seriously, it can get intense, can't it? Yes, I know you guys are feeling it, right? We're we're, we're like last few weeks before finals. I know exactly where you're at. It's intense, right? So I'm just trying to survive school. And one of the pastors comes up to me, and and they're like, hey, Putty, you totally got to go to China with us. And I said this. I said, I will totally go, but I'm a broke graduate student. I don't have any money, and you're asking for me to drop like two grand to go spend a week in China, and I said this, if God gives me the money to go, I'll go, okay, I didn't realize that God was going to hold me to that, but he did, <laughs> because literally, like, like a month later, we're doing the, the, the physics wrap-up dinner thing for the grad school, right, and so we all, we, we rent, they rented a room in the union, they bring all the grad students in, and this is the thing where they tell all the grad students how the undergrads rated them, right? So like, hey, you had good ratings from your TA students, you had bad ratings from your TA students, all this, right? So I show up just thinking, like, I'm just going to get good or bad ratings, we'll see, we'll see how it goes, you know? But I sit there, and as I'm sitting there, like, kind of stuffing my face on the nice free catered food, which a grad student is not used to, <laughs> and enjoying that, I'm sitting there and they call my name and they drag me up and I'm like, why am I even up here? Like, what's going on? And they're like, hey, here, take this. And the guy starts shaking my hand and he hands me like a plaque thing and I'm like, what's going on? Oh, oh this is a scholarship. You're handing me a scholarship. How much is a scholarship? for? Oh, like $15,000. I didn't even know what this was. What is this? And they're like, oh, it's some, so, so, so scholarship. Didn't apply for it. Didn't know it existed. <laughs> guy hands me like, like $15,000 scholarship. Well, that's the first of four scholarships they hand me at that lunch. Not even kidding you. By the end of it, like, like seriously, like number, number three and number four, I'm walking up like this, like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, I, I didn't even know. They're all glaring at me, like, you're getting all the money. I'm like, I didn't even know this happened. I'm sorry. So I walk out with like a load of cash, like 30 grand in scholarships, that I didn't even know was coming. And I'm like, wow, God, that was kind of neat. And he's like, gotcha. <laughs> Now you're going to China. (laughs) Okay. I I did say that. If you gave me the money, I would go. So I go to China and I get, I get with our team leader beforehand and I'm like, hey, what's this trip about? Like, I'm really excited to go. Like I've been wanting to go back. I'd been like, it had been probably 18 years since I had lived there as a young kid. So I've been looking forward to it for a long time. God gives me the money. I mean, it's this cool deal. I'm like, I'm totally in, what is this trip about? And she says, we're gonna go teach house church leaders in China how to do Holy Spirit ministry. And my heart just drops. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I've been looking forward to this trip. This is like, you could have given me anything else, but this, like, this is the one thing. And then, and then you know, it's like, it's like the good Christian thing rises up, and I'm like, but wait, it's not about me it's about them, I will go and bless them at my own cost, you know, like, and so I'm like, okay, I'll do it, you know, like, like seriously, I'm just telling you, right, I was raised in a church, and this is how people in the church who were raised in the church are, you know it, if you were raised in the church, you're just like me, so I'm like, fine, I'll go. So we go to China, and um, we're, we're in this, like, hotel room, like, training house church leaders how to pray for the sick. Like, it was this crazy, bizarre experience. Like, the whole thing was absolutely nuts. But we get there, and we're talking a little bit about doing some of the training. I did just a little bit of teaching on, like, kingdom theology. If you're in the vineyard, you're kind of probably familiar with that a little bit. And then we get to the part where we're going to, like, try it. We're going to do the kind of stuff that you just saw. And I'm thinking, like, I, the other people are here to do this. Like, I'm, I did my part, I taught, I'm just going to kind of, like, sit here. So, I'm si- like, we're doing the thing where we listen for words and knowledge. You guys, do you guys do that here, the thing where you listen for words and knowledge? Where everybody gets quiet and you're trying to, like, hear God say something so you can, like, share it with somebody else. Some of you guys are like, yes, no, yes, no. Do you guys do that? Do you not do that? Ryan, can you tell me? Sometimes. Sometimes. Good enough. Okay. <laughs> so we're trying to do that thing. And I'm just sitting there kind of like, I don't do this, you know, like, I'm sitting here waiting, you know, <laughs> like, there's a timer, and the timer will be up, and the other people will stay up, and that'll be great. And in the middle of that, I'm, I'm sitting there, and my left arm starts feeling, like, super weird, like, like, it's just totally out of the blue, it starts feeling really weird. And I look at it, and I'm like, there's nothing wrong with my left arm, that's so weird, like, just right now. And then the thought comes to me, and I'm like, wait a minute, I've heard people talk about this thing where it's like, you feel in your body what's happening in someone else's body. I was like, no. (laughs) Well, I am in China. I mean, weird stuff happens in China. Okay, maybe, you know? So we, we get to the point where it's like, okay, now share, and I'm like, Somebody have something with, like, the left forearm? I mean, like, that's kind of weird. I've never, I I should try. And this one one lady, she's like, well, I sprained my left wrist, like, six six months ago, and it never healed right. The doctors can't figure out what's going on. It's like, it's still painful. It's not healed, and uh, nobody knows what's happening, but it hurts. And I'm like, oh, cool, you know? Well, what I didn't realize, you see, here's the thing. What I didn't realize is... If you're the one who gets the word of knowledge, you're the one that's usually on point to do the praying. So the next thing I know, I'm standing in front of the whole group to pray for this lady to show everybody how it works. Seriously. And I'm thinking, like, I'm in that moment, I'm thinking, God, you really got me this time. What are you doing up there? And, and so I'm thinking this on one side. And on the other hand, I'm thinking this. This is all translated... Through a translator. They have no idea that I have no idea what I'm doing. So I'm just gonna like do my best faking job, you know, try and cover it, and God can somehow use it anyway, and I just have to do it this one time. Seriously, guys, I'm just I'm just telling you how it was. This is this is my story of meeting the Holy Spirit, okay? So I'm like, I'm like, okay. Uh, you know, I, kind of like, I'm going to demo as if my brother's the gal. And so, you know, I'm, (laughs) I'm asking some questions and, and whatever. And, you know, she's telling me a little bit about the situation. And then I'm like, okay, well, I, the first thing you're supposed to do, because this is everything I've seen everybody else do is you're supposed to put your hand on the person's shoulder and say, come Holy Spirit. So I put my hand on the lady's shoulder and I say, come Holy Spirit. And the whole room explodes like no joke. First thing that happens is this lady drops to the floor in a, in a heap, in an instant, like boom. Not, not quite back like that. Sort of drops, drops like into a, in a cross like Indian style kind of sitting position. Or is that not okay to say anymore? Cross leg sitting position. I know that might not be racially whatever. I'm sorry if that's-
5: Criss-cross Chris applesauce. Thank buddy.
4: you, criss-cross applesauce. Into a crisscross cross applesauce sitting position. And she drops like that and she starts like twisting and contorting and, and like, seriously, like stuff like this. And, 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 and while that's happening, okay, I'm just, I'm just telling you what it is, right? I'm not expecting any of this. While she drops and this is happening, there's like a bunch of people like sitting around watching and about half of them go like this. <gasps> Boom, and they just like fall over, like completely fall over. And so here I am, I'm sitting in this room. I don't believe in any of this. And I'm like, God, you tricked me into doing this. I can't believe it. And I say, come Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit comes. And the room comes unglued. And I'm just, I'm like, instantly, we've gone from like zero to like battle zone, you know? It's like there's bodies on the ground. And people are like, you know, like people are like, oh, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, earth is this happening? And I'm looking around and I'm trying to, and then I turn back here and I see this gal. And she's like doing this. And she's got one of her hands on my arm. And she's like doing everything she can to pull it off. And she's like snarling at me and saying things at me and all this. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm talking to translator. I'm like, what is she doing? This is really weird. This is the strangest thing I've ever seen, you know? And and the translator, she just looks at me and she goes, well, this is what a demon looks like. And I was like, what? (laughs) She's like, this is what a demon looks like. And this is the thought that I had. Like, I literally don't know. I've never seen anybody. I've never heard anybody teach about demons. Like, I I don't know anything. Like, seriously, nothing. And so, like, the thought that goes through my mind was like, what on earth do I do? What on earth do I do? What on earth do I do? And then these people are still looking at me like I'm the pro. Because, first of all, I was the one to lead. And then, secondly, the whole room blow up. So now they're like, oh, this guy really knows what he's doing. This is going to be great, you know. Let's watch him square off against a demon. And I'm thinking like, ah, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. So I'm racking my mind. I'm racking my mind. And what happens is my Awana training kicks in. Did anybody else do Awana growing up, okay? My Awana training kicks in. Now, if you're not familiar with Awana, okay, Awana is this brilliant thing, okay? Here's how it works. It was hosted at churches most of the time on Wednesday nights. And what would happen is the parents would bring the kids, and they would drop the kids off at church, and they would leave, okay? So for the parents, win, right? Night without kids. They go out, they have a date night, whatever it is. For the kids, they would show up, they would spend the first, like, half hour just running around the gym and playing relay races and whatever, and then they would bring you back to the back classroom where they would basically bribe you to memorize Bible verses with candy. It was awesome. So you get, you get to run around for, like, 45 minutes, then you get to try and, like, memorize Bible verses, they load you up with tons of candy, and then they send you home to your parents. And you do that, like, every week for however long. And so... This was like a thing where I grew up. Like the Baptists loved Awana. Man, did they love Awana? Because they love the Bible. And this was like, you know, bribing your kids to memorize the Bible is perfect. And so I'm sitting here and I'm trying to rack my brain, and some of the Awana training comes back, and I remember, oh, Jesus did stuff with demons. Jesus cast out demons all the time. And so I'm like, sweet, this is awesome. I have a lead. And then I'm like, what did he do? And I'm like, he just told him to leave. That's the only thing I can think of. He's just like told him, leave, come out, you know, whatever. And so I'm like, well, that's all I got. <laughs> I, get, I hope it's good enough. And so I start trying to command this demon to leave the lady and The demon is like snarling up and then going down and then snarling up and then going down. But eventually, the thing leaves. Now, I think, between you and me, I think I got the demon out based on patience more than on power. In (laughs) other words, the demon was like, I'm just sick of this. Like, you're not giving, you're never going to get me out of here, but I'm really bored of this fight. And so I'm going to leave so that I can get on with my life. And so (laughs) the demon comes out. The lady gets healed. And everyone in the room is floored. But you know who's the most floored person of all? Me. Because I'm like, what on earth just happened to me? I didn't believe. Thanks, bro. Yeah. I didn't believe in any of that stuff. I'm still not sure I believe in that stuff, but I just did that stuff. What on earth do I do with that? Now, if that story seems totally out there, it is kind of out there. But the Holy Spirit is out there. If you know that, the Holy Spirit is out there. And Christianity is not meant to be like, just a faith we believe that doesn't make our life kind of different. Here's the thing, guys. You and I are not meant to be normal. We're just not meant to be normal. I know, like, we go through a phase when we're growing up where being normal is the cool thing to do, okay? In the kingdom, being normal is not the cool thing to do. You know what's the cool thing to do? To be supernatural, Being supernatural is the cool thing to do. That's why Jesus says, I'm going to send my disciples. Hey, I want you guys to go heal the sick. I want you guys to go cast out demons. I want you guys to go raise the dead even. (gasps) What on earth? What? Well, that's what he told them to do. And they did it, right? In the kingdom of God, in our lives, you and me, guys, we're not meant to be normal. We're supposed to look unexplainable. We are. We're We're supposed to have the world look at us and be like, what? <laughs> I just can't, and there's, you don't fit, and I don't, and how on earth are you doing that? That's the response that the world is supposed to have for us. And for many of us, we're working hard not to look too different. Newsflash, the world didn't really like Jesus. He didn't fit in there. Now, I don't think we should try to be offensive. Jesus didn't try to be offensive right? But I don't think we need to try to look like the world either. I think we need to try to look like him and let the world come to us and say, what do you have that I don't have? Answer, God. Right? We have God. They don't have God. But let me introduce you to him because he'd like to have you too. So with that, Dan,
5: why don't you prophesy one more? Uh, Yeah. um, For the guy, way, way, way in the back right corner, you've got kind of a teal Uh, Yeah, sorry man, you're turning around right now. I think it's teal or turquoise, polo, gray sweater. Yeah, frames, I like your frames. What's your name, man? Colt? Colton. Colton, I'll get it, one of these times. George, (laughs) no, (laughs) Colton. Um, Colton, I, I just feel like the Lord is saying that he's with you, but like really with you. Like in the nitty gritty, like you know, sort of thing. Like we, like we get to, we can choose to operate a lot without God, and and that's that's a choice we have. Like you can do it without God, and you can do it with God, you know, sort of thing. And a lot of times, just out of just who we think God is, we choose to not do it with God, you know, and not out of sin. It's just we don't know how much grace there is to empower us to do the everyday stuff. You know, I mean, what's God look like? Study what's Like, I mean, do we study with God? You know, do we go to class with God? He's there. He's in every aspect of it. Mm. But, like, I really feel like, dude, like, I don't know if, I mean, school's not always fun. It wasn't for me when I took it. Um, But, like, I really feel like the Lord is saying, like, there is so much grace for you to, like, step into in that area. Like, Jesus wants to make that burden lift. You know, sort of thing. And I feel like, like you got an analytical mind, you know, sort of thing. And, like, you can, like, Jesus is not, like, God didn't say once you come to faith, abandon your brain. Like, mm. no. <laughs> you know, sort of thing. Jesus loves smart people and he uses smart people and stuff like that. So just, you know, if you're into engineering or, or science or something like that or, or economics or something like that, like, God cares about that stuff. Like, and God wants to partner with you with that stuff. Um, You know, and I also feel like, uh, like, this is kind of weird, but I feel like God's saying, like, it's okay if you teach others, you know, sort of thing. Like, I don't know if it's, like, a TA role or something like that, but you have stuff to give to other people. Don't be afraid Mm. to step into that gift and, and really, like, really own that space. I really feel like you've, like, I don't know if it's kind of been a divorce on the inside of your heart. Like, God, should I go this way? I don't know if this is spiritual enough. You know, like, I don't know how, like... Stepping into economics or engineering is really going to help your kingdom. But I just really feel like God's saying, no, dude, you are are right on track. You're actually so on track, you're on the train, bro. You're not on the platform. You are riding this thing, you know, sort of thing. So just bless you with that, man. (laughs) That's good. That's really good.
4: Yeah, I I really, I just want to kind of make a point on that because I think there's an element of that that may apply to multiple people in here you know, in our faith, we can kind of take this approach that, like, once you get saved, you're, like Dan said, you're supposed to shut your brain off, and I just want to, like, encourage you guys, like, that is just not true, like, that's not true, and for many people in here, that can be a difficult point, because you can kind of feel like, well, but wait, hold on, like, it's not natural for me to just, like, take things and not ask questions, not think about them, and and, like, I'm just supposed to, like, accept this and go. And, and that, for me, I'll just tell you right now, for me, that never worked. I could never do that with integrity to myself. That was, not, that was not okay. And so for a long time, I wrestled with that because I was like, I just, I don't feel like this works. I don't know what to do. And one time I was talking to God about it. And I was like, God, like, I don't, I need help here because I, I keep feeling like I'm made wrong for Christianity, Anybody else feel like that? I'm made wrong for Christianity. I don't fit the mold of what a good Christian should be. And I'll just tell you right now, if you've thought that, then the enemy has sold you a lie on what a good Christian is. Because God didn't give some people like a heads up on being a good Christian or not. He didn't make you the way he did to have a disadvantage in knowing him. He wouldn't do that. And so I was talking to God about this one time. And I was like, God, like I don't know what to make like, I don't know how to make sense of this. I need your help. And it was funny. I felt like God said, hey, I want you to look at, like, the, the two biggest apostles in the, in the New Testament. Who are they? Well, that's easy. Peter and Paul. Those are the two biggest ones. And it was like, I want you to think about them. Okay? Peter was a backwoods, uneducated fisherman. Paul was, like, studied at the, at the Harvard of his day essentially. Knew like three different languages before he was probably 18. Absolutely brilliant. And I felt like God said this, why do you think I use Peter to write two books and Paul to write like 12? Because he was smart. And I could (laughs) use Paul in a way I couldn't use Peter. And I was like, wow. Okay, God. If God gives, whatever God gives you, he'll use you. Don't compare Don't say, I'm smart, so I don't fit, or I'm not smart, so I don't fit. I'm charismatic, so I fit, or I'm not charismatic, so I don't fit, or whatever it is. Guys, however God has made you, he made you that way on purpose. He doesn't want you to change to figure out how to be someone else. He wants you to be you. He made you you, and he wants to empower you. Here's the thing. In our faith, right, we often do this thing where we try to be somebody else, it could happen coming out of this room. Maybe you like my stories or my teaching style, and so coming out of this room, the next time you get in front of a group of people and you have to talk, maybe it's a small group or whatever, you try to act like me, right? Well, I would be flattered. That would be kind, right? I'd, I'd rather you just tell it to my face if you like me. You know, we can talk about that later. You can stroke my ego a little bit, but... <laughs>
5: I know where he buys his clothes, too.
4: I I do need help, okay? I don't know if you guys noticed, speaking of clothes here, this is my Ryan Otto look. Okay? I just believe I was brought here to teach for such a time as this. What can I say, guys? Life's a journey. I love you, Ryan, so much. (laughs) Ryan and I have the same personality types. We're both ENFP Myers-Briggs, so we have a a good time together. It's fun. Anyway, end, end of little mini sermonette. God made you you. He wants to empower the you he made you. He doesn't want you to switch. He's given you a lot of awesome stuff, and that stuff comes alive when we meet the Holy Spirit. In Acts 19, there's such a cool little story that I want to I wanna read a little bit. Now, Ryan told me, you guys have been like working your way through Acts this semester, which is awesome. I wish I had been with you for more of it, because I love the book of Acts. And he told me, he said, hey, we're, we're kind of, last week was it Acts 12, is that where you guys were at, right? Acts 11. Acts 11, right? So I'm not going to like try to go through Acts 12 and 19 in one in one fell swoop here, but let me just give you the top, top, top cliff note summary, because we're jumping like seven chapters later, if you've been going through this, okay? The big thing that happens between where you left off and Acts 19 is this guy, Paul, shows up and becomes a big deal, right? I think he was in the story like in Acts 7 and 8 a little bit. He winds up getting saved, and then he winds up being called to be a missionary, And most of Acts 12 through 19 is him going all over the world. Basically, he just goes into a town, he preaches the gospel, gets a bunch of people saved, then some Jews come, and they beat him up, and they throw him out of town, and then he moves to the next town, and he just does the exact same thing over and over and over and over and over again. There's a couple of interesting little things sprinkled in there along the way, but that's the top-level summary. So the second half of the book of Acts follows this guy Paul in his crazy journeys, he single-handedly like, converted like half the known world in the day. He was nuts, okay? He was nuts. So anyway, in Acts 19, we see an interesting story about this guy, Paul. And what I think is so fascinating about the story is this story was my story. And I think the story is many of our stories, if we're honest. So let's look at it. In Acts 19, verse 1, I think, I think there's slides, are there slides? Oh, look at that. It's so good. All right. I knew that was going to happen. And it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, so that's just like a city. He was in this one city. This Apollos guy, he's another teacher. He was over in another town. Paul passed through the inland country, and he came to Ephesus. That's a big name for a city. It's a city somewhere in, like, Turkey nowadays, modern-day Turkey. There he found some disciples. And he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, no, we've not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Now, we're going to continue, but just pause there for a little bit, okay? So Paul rolls into town. He's like, all right, here we go again. I'm going to start a church and start faith, Christianity in this community. So he gets into Ephesus, and he's like, oh, there's, there's some disciples here. We find out later there's about 12 of them. So it bumps up into about 12 people, right? And he's like, hey, you guys are already following Jesus. This is awesome. So he's thinking, I've already got soldiers on the ground. I don't need to start from nothing. We're going to get to work here. So he's like, all right, so let's get to this. Now, you guys, you've been empowered by the Holy Spirit, right? Like, you guys are good to go. Like, we can get, we can get right down to brass tacks and get some stuff done. And they're like, no, holy what? I never heard of that, right? Check this out. So interesting. You can be a disciple. You can follow Jesus, and not even know who the Holy Spirit is. For many of us, my upbringing, I knew the words, Holy Spirit. I didn't know the person of the Holy Spirit. I couldn't have told you when he was in the room or when he wasn't. I couldn't have told you when he was speaking to me. I couldn't have told you when I needed his help. He was an idea. He wasn't someone I knew and related to. And Paul says... They're like, no, we not even heard there's a Holy Spirit. And he said, well, then, into what were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized into the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who is to come after him. That is Jesus. <clears throat> so on hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, pause. Let me explain that a little bit because that got a little technical there, talking about baptisms and different people. What on earth is he saying? So here's what Paul is saying. He's like, you guys don't know about the Holy Spirit? Like, what do you believe then, basically, is what he's asking. them. like, uh, what are you doing then? And they say, well, we were baptized into John's baptism. Now, what are they talking about? There was this guy, John the Baptist, who showed up before Jesus way back in the day. He's actually Jesus' cousin. And he shows up. He's kind of like the precursor. He's the announcement. Hey, everybody, get ready. Jesus is coming. This is going to be great. And he baptized people with, as Paul says, a baptism of repentance. In other words, it meant this, if you turn to God, he'll save you. That's what repentance means, turn to God. And so John walks around with this message, turn to God because God is coming. He's preparing the way for Jesus to come. And so these guys, what is their faith? What is their Christianity? God, will you save me? So much of what the the Western church looks like nowadays. This is absolutely what I believed. If I turn to Jesus, he'll save me. That was my faith. And that is faith. It's just not everything that faith is meant to be. It's the starting, not the finishing of our faith. And Paul says, hey guys, that's great. I'm really excited that you have bought into this repentance idea. That you can't save yourself. You need to turn to God and he'll save you. Win. A plus. Booyah. But he says, but... John was here to point us to Jesus. And when Jesus shows up, Jesus has this message. He talks about, I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So John's kind of the starting point. Jesus, save me. And Jesus comes along, and when he shows up, he's like, I would love to save you. And in fact, I'll take it one step further. I'd love to introduce you to the Holy Spirit too. So they're like, oh, we had an incomplete message. We didn't understand this this whole thing. And so on hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They were like, we want that too. Give us the Holy Spirit as well. We're excited about that. We want to follow what Jesus taught. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. We've even seen some of that tonight. There were about 12 men in all. And he entered the synagogue, that's like the fancy Jewish word for church, so he goes to Jewish church, and for three months he spoke boldly, reasoning and persuading them about the kingdom of God. But when some became stubborn and continued in unbelief, speaking evil of the way, that's a term for Christianity, speaking bad of Christians, they were bad-mouthing Christians, basically. The Jews who weren't Christians were like, these guys are losers. Speaking evil of the way before the congregation, he withdrew from them, and he took the disciples with him, reasoning daily in the hall of Tyrannus. That's a weird phrase. What's happening? Here's basically what happens. Paul sets up in the synagogue. The Jews kick him out. And he says, fine, I'll go to another school. And he goes to a school. You're giving me a 10. What's the 10 mean? Ten minutes? Ten minutes? Ha! Yeah, right. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> we'll see. We'll just see what the Holy Spirit does or what Putty does. <laughs> um, he withdrew from them. And it's like, Ryan, I appreciate you trying to be, like, all smooth and stuff. It's just like, just 10, just hey, 10, bro, just 10. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 it's good. I'm just not a smooth guy. I'm like, what are your signals? You're trying to tell me something. Just tell me, bro. I don't do the... Yeah, it is. It totally is. I don't do like the unconscious thing. It's bad. You should talk to my wife. She's like, I just have to say exactly what I mean. It's weird. (laughs) Reasoning daily in the hall of Tyrannus. Now, look at this. So he sets up shop in a school instead. A hall in those days was a school. It was kind of like a philosophy school. People just kind of hang out and lecture or whatever. So he goes to a school and he starts preaching at a school instead. Interesting. School. Huh? We're in a school, aren't we? This continued for two years. Check this out, so that all the residents of Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. Now, Asia in that day referred to a specific province, and that province is essentially modern-day Turkey, okay? So if you're familiar with modern-day Turkey, that's a fairly large country. Think essentially about the size of the Midwest of the United States. So check this out. Paul meets 12 people who are following Jesus but don't know the Holy Spirit right? He introduces them to the Holy Spirit, and then in two years, they evangelize an entire country's worth of people. That's what that passage just said. 12 people, 12, okay? This row and that row together, 12 people, this row and this row. That's about 12 right there right? Filled with the Holy Spirit, in two years, two years, the entire, am I in front of the, no, it's off anyway. In two years, an entire country hears the gospel. This goes from 12 people who weren't making a difference to 12 people that were changing the world, the world. We need the Holy Spirit to empower our Christianity there's this thing in the Western church that it's like the Holy Spirit is kind of an optional add-on. Jesus is what really matters. Jesus is what really saves you. And if you want to be into the Holy Spirit, that's fine. You can kind of do that on the side if you're interested. But here's the thing. The message Jesus preached is, I'm gonna bring you the Holy Spirit. And you and I, we don't get to pick how much we follow Jesus we don't have the right to say, Jesus, I'll accept your salvation, but not your spirit. As soon as we do that, who's Lord in our life? Me. And that's where I was when I sat way in the back when I was Mr. Isaiah Dawkins. No, that's not him at all. But when I sat in the back, <laughs> I only do that because I know you and I know that's not you. When I sat in the back and I judged it and I was like, this isn't me. This, this, is, this is confusing. This is weird. This can't be God because I don't understand it. Ha, huh, that's a funny one. Have you read this book? Do you understand this book? God's the most confusing person around. He never does anything the same way twice. He always picks the wrong person to do something amazing. You ever figured that? Yeah, Moses kills a guy, turns out to be savior of a nation. Paul kills a bunch of people, writes half the New Testament. <laughs> I mean, like you could just go down the list. Anyone who's amazing totally messed up. David, murder, adultery, bad deal. Best king in the country. What? <laughs> you know, like. He always picks the wrong person. God doesn't do things in a way that makes sense to us. He's not worried about whether he's logical. He's not worried about whether he's rational. What he's worried about is whether we are empowered by the Spirit. And so I want to challenge each and every one of us. Some of us have never heard of the Holy Spirit before. We're like the 12 in that story. And if that's you, that's okay. It might be kind of like, this is weird. I don't know what to think about this. He's doing this prophecy thing. This is strange. But the people are crying, so it must mean something. They at least both cried. I couldn't see back there. So I think that meant something. Right? But some of us are like, oh, yeah, I'm totally into the Holy Spirit. That's great. Here's the thing. You can never go too deep in the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You can never go too deep in the Holy Spirit. And one of the things that I think we all can benefit and learn from is this. It's kind of like what Dan hinted at there. We all get to do life with the Holy Spirit, and he's awesome at whatever we're doing. I had a friend who's an architect, kind of like one of the 12 in the story. Grew up totally to not know the Holy Spirit at all. I dragged him to our school of kingdom ministry, got him filled with the Spirit. He started running around, prophesying people, healing people, all this stuff. Well, he goes to work, and he has this brilliant idea. What if I could design a building with God? So he starts asking God for architectural blueprint diagrams, and he starts drawing out schematics and doing stuff from the Holy Spirit's leading. He does it, it works out really well for a project, so they put him on a bigger project. He does it again, it works out really well for that project, so they put him on a bigger project. He does it another time. The principals of the firm come to him, they say, we don't understand what you're doing, but we want you to teach the whole company to do it. He said, well, I could tell you what I'm doing. I'm just listening to the Lord. And I said, well, we're not really sure what that means, but if you could try to help our company. (laughs) It's the thing. There's no secular and and spiritual divide, guys. When I was a physicist, I can't tell you how many times I said, God, I need your help to solve this problem. I can't even tell you how many times I come up. And you know what? He was really good at getting me the answer. He was really good at it. That's why I got my name up in the plaques on the walls in there. I was the only one smart enough to not do it on my own, (laughs) right? The Holy Spirit wants to empower and charge every part of our lives. So I want to challenge you with two things. There's Two things to do with this. And then we'll do a little more worship, and then we'll get a little messy. Er. Is that good, Ryan? Ryan's like, good, yeah, messy, yeah, Mess, good. Okay, (laughs) two things. Number one. Paul, in that story, filled the 12 guys with the Holy Spirit. He laid hands on them, He invited the Holy Spirit to come, and they were filled. And when that happened, what happened? Supernatural events begin to happen, prophecy, speaking in other tongues, etc. You and I can be filled with the Holy Spirit as much as we want to. And I think a lot of times God's like, "I'm really ready to work with you as much as you're ready to work with me. And he makes it really clear what the first step is. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Over and 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 then keep going. No, I'm serious. Because many of us were living off an experience we had six months ago, a year ago, five years ago. How's the Holy Spirit touched you this week? How's the Holy Spirit filled you today? Christianity is a faith of the now. It's not a faith of what happened a month ago. Get filled over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Action step one. Some people should get filled tonight. Some people probably will get filled tonight. Action step number two. Learn to recognize and cooperate with what the Holy Spirit is doing. Jesus says it this way in John 5, 19. It's amazing. Jesus himself, he says, I can't do any of this on my own. I got nothing. Jesus says that. You know what he's saying? He's saying this. I don't heal people with crazy God superpowers. That's what he's saying. I don't cast out demons with crazy God superpowers. I don't, you know, prophesy to people with crazy God superpowers. I don't do that. That's what he says. Jesus said that. He said, the son of man can only do what he sees his father doing. I can only enter into cooperation with God. So when Jesus healed the sick, you know what he did? He cooperated with God to heal the sick. When Jesus drove out demons, he cooperated with God to drive out demons. When Jesus prophesied, he cooperated with God to prophesy. And what's really exciting about that is this. If Jesus did those things with his God's superpowers, then you and I ought to be impressed, but we also ought to believe there's no way I could do that. Because I don't have God's superpowers. Do you have God's superpowers? I'm just a nerd that also likes to play Super Nintendo. I'm a normal dude. But if Jesus did those things as a normal dude in cooperation with God, then maybe I can learn to do that. And maybe you can learn to do that. I've taught people all over the world. I'm not joking when I say that. Thousands of people all over the world how to do Holy Spirit supernatural ministry stuff. I've not yet found one that I can't teach how to prophesy. I can't teach how to heal the sick. Thousands around the world. I doubt you're the first exception. The issue is always this. Are you taking the responsibility to learn, to recognize what God is doing so you can join in. Jesus said the Father is always at work, always at work, always. You know what that means? He's at work right here, right now. 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 And all we have to do is begin to get the eyes to see what he's doing why Dan can stand up and can say, if you've never got a word, if you've never done this before, if you're like, I don't even believe in this, let me prophesy to you. How can you do that? Because God is working right here, right now. God is working right here, right now. God's working right there, right now. Our Father is always at work. We get to join Him in doing that stuff. And so with that, let's do one more worship song here then I want to do some ministry and teach you guys how to actually do that. Can we do that? Is that okay? This is fun. This is where people's lives get totally changed. It's going to be good. So, worship team, do the thing.
6: their name Jesus the only one you could ever say. you open up my eyes in wonder and show
4: so much on the Holy Spirit. I want to give him a real chance to, to show up. <laughs> um, so here's what I want to do. I want to um, can you guys keep playing? Keep playing. But Here's what I want to do. I want everybody to actually just sit for a minute. And I'm going to bring a few people up here. Would you guys come on up and help me? Both you guys? Yeah. Heidi, would you come on up? And I'm sorry, I don't know your name, but yeah, the tank top. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. Um, and there was a A gal, uh, I can't see her. It's behind the guy in the green shirt here. Would you come on up? Yeah, long, stark, dark hair. You're back and side. Yeah, that's you. Come on up. Thank you. (laughs) That's good. Um, And then orange shirt. Is it Tyler? Is that right? Yeah. Ben. 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 Why Tyler? I'm bad with names. I'm sorry, Ben. I know you. Good. And then Illini, big grin. Come on up. Yeah. I love that smile, man. What's your name? Jay. Jay. It's going to meet you. Nice to meet you too. All right. So here's what we're gonna do. Remember how I talked about Paul laid his hands on people and the Holy Spirit came upon them. Right. And I talked. To oh, did I lose my mic? I can just project in a room this size, if need be. <clears throat> I want to teach you guys how to see the Holy Spirit come on, people. I talked about it. You can learn to see what God is doing and cooperate with it. It's just a skill. It's just something you practice. And so I'm going to take a little bit of time to do that here. And if this is interesting and fascinating to you, then I want you to just be like a student in school and just watch and learn. And if this totally freaks you out and you're like, oh my gosh, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen, I totally get it because I've been there. And I just want you to feel like it's okay. If that's where you're at, just kind of take it in and go home and think about whether I'm crazy or not. <laughs> There's no problem. There's no problem. So here's what I want, to, I want to do. Oh, can we get a little bit of light up here? We probably don't have tons of people behind you. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Whatever. He runs to the back of the room. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Slightly less mood, but that's okay. All right, so come on, come on in here. I know Ryan's a big fan of mood. You guys, come on in here. Fill in, fill in here. And you guys, I need you guys to help me pray, okay? I want you guys, just put your hands out like this, okay? I want you guys to just watch. Don't pray with me, okay? You do not have permission to pray. You only have permission to watch. No, I know, we love to pray, so we're all like, hmm. Some of us are like that. Don't do that, okay? Just watch. Because if the Holy Spirit's real, you should be able to see him. A lot of us, we make this God thing so surreal and far out there. No, If he's real, we should be able to recognize him. We should be able to see him. And so you guys, just put your hands out. Just relax, okay? Take, I know it's weird to kind of be in front of people, but I want you to take a... Just kind of forget about the day. Forget about whatever is, is going on in your life right now, okay? Come, Holy Spirit. I want you to watch these people. So pray for them. Watch for what happens on them. Come, Holy Spirit. Now, I'm sorry, I don't remember her name. Can you fill me in? Chanel, Chanel right? Here's, here's the first thing I want to do just look at Chanel. Look at Chanel. Where is, where is she on the inside right now? Where is she? Is she in this room? I don't know where she is, but I know she's engaged with something, right? It's amazing. You ever have a conversation with someone and you're just like, hey, where are you? You know, it's part of of the problem with these things, right? They can pull us out of our conversations. We're sitting there talking to someone not even present with them, right? When you see someone's attention shift like this, that's the Holy Spirit beginning to come upon them, beginning to engage them. And so we recognize that. We just say more, Holy Spirit, more. Pour out more of your spirit on her. And look at this. Physically, things respond. Literally, physically. Why? Because when the Holy Spirit begins to touch people, things happen. It's not some weird, fluffy, weird, dooty-dooty thing. Things really happen. So more, Holy Spirit. More. More, Holy Spirit. Now look at this. More, Holy Spirit. More. Turn up on her right now. Turn up on her right now. There it is. There he is. Just open your heart. Open your heart. Just receive that in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. More. Look at this. See what's happening over here? Watch this. Watch this. Let the power of God come upon you right now. The power of God come upon you right now. The shaking thing is what happens. is what power actually winds up looking like. So if anybody needs healing in here, it would be a great thing to have this guy pray for you at the end of this. You've got a good chance of getting healed, right? So Father, we bless your power on Ben right now. The power of God come upon you, more. Just receive it. It's for somebody tonight. So you're not receiving it for you, you're receiving it for them. So Just receive that power, more power, more power. There's more, there's more, there it is. Take it, <laughs> take it. More, yeah. thank you. Now look at Heidi here, look at her. See how she can hardly stand up right now? More of your presence, God. More of your presence on her. More of your presence. I told you, Holy Spirit shows up and does stuff. Did you guys catch her? More of your presence, God. Just turn up the weight of your presence upon her right now. In Jesus' name. More. I love it when the Holy Spirit's in the room. You never know what's going to happen. It's so exciting. Now, Heidi, what are you feeling right now? I don't know. Do you feel really heavy? Love? Yeah. So good. More, Lord. Now here, I want to I wanna, I wanna catch something. Okay. So the gal in the purple, would you stand up right now? There's just turn around. Just turn around. Close your eyes put your hands out. Here's what happens when the Holy Spirit shows up in a room. He doesn't just show up in one place. He starts hopping all over. I looked at her and I saw the Holy Spirit engage her with her tears already streaming down her cheeks. So here's what I want you to do. You three ladies, just put your hands on her. More Holy Spirit. Just be filled right now. Be filled with the Spirit of God. That's it. Now the, the gal, two rows back, blonde hair, straight blonde hair. You're swaying back and forth like that. Yeah, that sway right there, that's the Holy Spirit beginning to come on you. Do you know that? Go ahead and stand up. Go ahead and stand up. And just, you guys, just put your hands on her shoulder and just bless, just, Father, we bless her. And we just say, be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's him, that's him. Be filled with the Holy Spirit right now. And over here, what's happening? What's happening right here? Isn't this crazy? God's in the room, guys. We're not even doing this. Would a couple of you ladies, would a couple of ladies just lay hands on her and just pray for her, just bless her? So good. More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. (laughs) Ryan's got you just in case. I think he wants you to go down, bro. I think he wants it. You don't push people, Ryan, do you? (laughs) I
0: didn't touch
4: Ben. Says he didn't touch Ben. I'm not sure I believe him. I'm just kidding. More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. Just bless. There's a peace coming upon you right now. There's a peace coming upon you right now. Jess, would you go pray for the the gal on the end, the first one I started with? Yeah. There's a peace coming upon you right now and there's just been a heaviness of like just the weight of stress lately. I just see you being under a ton of stress and the Lord's just dissolving that away from you right now. Just receive that in Jesus' name. Receive that in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. So when God shows up, he does different things with different people. You notice that? This is like different for all the different people around the room. Yeah. Yeah. The gal with the, the pink shorts that I stood up over there. Yeah, just re- sort of pink purple. I just received the love of the Father just flowing into your heart right now. And I just bless you with, the, the Lord's love is gonna become real to you in a new way over the next couple of weeks. It's gonna move from uh, it's not something you haven't been completely out of touch with, but there's been a, like a thing in your heart like, God, like I want to actually feel loved by you. I want to actually know you love me. And right now, his love is beginning to flow in your heart, and that thing's going to begin to unlock. You're going to begin to see breakthrough in that area, and you're going to be like, wow, I didn't know all of this was available. It is, and it comes to you through the flowing of the Holy Spirit. So just receive that into your heart right now. Receive that in your heart right now. Now there's two ladies in the back there, the swaying back and forth with the kind of scarfy thing, and then the black in the middle. Yeah, yeah, you. Can we get a couple of people on on both of those ladies right now? Carol, would you go ahead and stand up? A couple of people here. I'm just gonna get as many people involved with this as possible because when the Holy Spirit starts moving, that's that's what you do. It's good. Okay. Kundai the gal right in front of you here. Yeah. Would you go ahead go ahead and stand up? Holy Spirit's just started falling on you. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, if you're around, just put your hands on her shoulder. Yeah, and just watch. Just say, come, Holy Spirit. And and just watch what happens, because he'll come. He'll really come, guys. He really wants to use us this way. Yeah. You ladies, just speak out. Just speak out. Come, Holy Spirit, upon Carol, right now. Come, Holy Spirit, upon Carol, right now. That's it. Yeah. More, Holy Spirit. More, Holy Spirit. It's good. Like, the gal, the, the, the dude right here with the glasses, gray sweater. Yeah, you're looking at me. Go ahead and stand up. Yeah. The Lord's just totally on you. And you too, actually, with the yellow sweater. You too. Yeah, stand up. The Lord's totally on you guys. I just, you guys, get your hands on him. Get your hands on him. Father, we bless these two. And I just sense for you, man, there's like a joy on you that is contagious. Oh, I love that. It's so fun. Just receive more of that joy. Be filled with joy. Musa, would you come on up, man? I think you're supposed to pray for both of these guys. Yeah, there he is. That's it. That's the Lord touching you right now, bro. I don't know your name, but that's his presence upon you right now. Yeah, that's his presence upon you. Just receive that. It's light. It's easy. It's fun. You know, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, all the parts of you come alive. It's the best, happiest experience you can have. This world, the rest of the world puts this heaviness and this dampness and this crushing stuff on it. But when the Spirit of God comes upon us, oh, she's out in the hallway. When the Spirit of God comes upon us, we're recharged. He's the battery we're meant to live life by, guys. He's the battery we're meant to be charged up and live life. Holy Spirit's on you right now. Yeah, you're shaking. You can't even control it. Guys, put, put your hands on her. Yeah, more Holy Spirit. We just bless you. There it is. Let the power of the Lord come upon you right now. That's it. Let the power of the Lord come upon you right now. Receive power from the Spirit of God. Receive power from the Spirit of God. Yeah, that's it. Now, the Holy Spirit's jumping on her now, too. Okay? So you guys keep pray, pray for both of them, right? <clears throat> this often happens. You start praying for one, and the Holy Spirit will kind of hop to the people around. You guys maybe already even seeing that.
7: <laughs>
4: Give some context why people are falling down, because they're... Ryan suggesting that I give a little context no this is brilliant right so if you've never seen this before I totally get it and I would have been more freaked out than you are okay here's the thing here's the thing okay over and over and over and over again in the scriptures here's what we see we see that when God shows up people have demonstrable physical responses God shows up to Daniel, what happens? He falls on his face. God shows up to Ezekiel, what happens? He falls over and he trembles. God shows up to all of these people. If you're you're like none of, trust me, nothing that's happening right now in this room is not literally written out in the Bible. Really, there's nothing in here that's not literally written out in the Bible. If you'll look, look at the prophets, look at the people who encountered God, what happened? They responded. They responded with fear. They responded with trembling. They responded with laughter. They responded with, with falling over. They responded with a bunch of different things. It's just, it's different based on what God is doing. You and I, we're probably just not really used to being with God in a room in this way. If we're honest, we're a little more comfortable with God being far away just because that's what we're raised with or whatever. But we see in the Bible over and over and over again that when God shows up, when God gets personal, he's right in front of you. What happens? You respond in some way. God's like, he's like an electrical socket. You plug in, something's gonna happen because there's power in that circuit. And so if you've never seen this before, just, just kind of relax and take it in. If you're totally freaked out, that's okay. This is different. I totally get that. It is okay if this is weird. It's okay if you don't know what to do with it. I'll assure you it's all in the Bible. You can come get those references from Ryan if you like. But this is what it's like, believe it or not, when the Holy Spirit shows up. And then we can go around. There's a lot happening right now. We can go around this room and we can start praying for the sick. You know what happened? happen? The sick would start getting healed. We could start, we could start taking people that have bondage to whatever it is. Bondages would begin to get broken. You know people get free of substance abuse, you know people get free of pornography abuse, you know people get free of those kinds of things? This, the power of the Holy Spirit. One encounter like this change a life. That's what happens. And if you want to see gospel level freedom and breakthrough, then you need the power of God operating at this kind of a level. So, if it's new, if it's weird, that's cool. That's good. It's it's totally cool if it's weird. It's really weird to me, too. I'm like, what is all of this? This is weird. God's okay with weird. He's more okay with it than I am. <laughs> so, I went and made a mess. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, you
2: can clean it up now.
4: <laughs> so good. Man, we thank you,
2: Jesus, for what you're doing. Can't guest speakers get away with so much more, but we love this, right? <laughs> Can I just, can can we just all close our eyes for one second? A sec. If you are freaked out right now or uncomfortable, could you just raise your hand? No one will see it besides Putty and I. Yeah, thank you for that bravery. Thank you for that bravery. Yeah. So God, right now, we just pray for the peace and comfort over our brothers and our sisters. And God, we just thank you that you are a God of comfort and we thank you that you're gonna bring revelation and wisdom and even scripture to what's happening right now, God. And I thank you, Father, that you know them and you love them. And right now they're seeing a different side of you than they've never seen before. And it can be sometimes a little scary. But we bless what you're doing. And God, we just pray for peace over their hearts right now. You just go, put your hands on them. And God, we just thank you that you love them and you know them. God, I thank you that you're a God that can't be put into a box, that we can never fully understand. But I thank you that you are also a God of peace and patience and love. And God, we celebrate that, uh, we celebrate what you're doing and that people actually aren't freaked out by this. And we thank you, God. We just bless that.
4: Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you that you want to just empower our lives. You want to fill us up with your presence. And you want to use us to live in incredible ways, God. Ways that defy rational explanation, God. Ways that look like you. So Jesus, I thank you for meeting us here. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your work all across this room right now. We bless what you're doing, God. We seal it up and we just say, with well, the Lord has begun, let it come to a firm completion. Let it come to a firm completion. I thank you for this time in your name. Amen. Amen. Yeah,
2: guys, could we give Putty a round of applause? Yeah. Jesus, we just bless what you're doing. Um, this, this pains me to do. It really does. But we do need to exit the building in 15 minutes. Um, but if you are up here, just stay up here until you have to. But, God, we just thank you for what you've done. We'll, guys, see you back next week. If you're going to be here for Easter, we would love to see you. And uh, if you guys need to talk or meet, uh, email me. I would love to meet and talk with you about anything. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.